0: we are back for not just another par train. This might be the most excited I've ever been for a podcast. And guys, I don't know if you knew this, but this is our 50th episode and it's our second uh, of the mini series, Shipping Away, which is a unscripted, long form, free flowing conversation about the tiger effect okay most podcasts released their tiger reactions sunday night what we do is we like to let it sit we like to think about it all week and then bring you back this is going to come out the sunday following a week later and let you experience it all over again how excited are you guys right now
1: i mean uh, it, it's been tough to keep the excitement contained. I'm still consuming content at a rapid pace. So, to be able to add some more into the ether, it feels good.
2: It was the most amazing sports moment of most of our lives. I, to Strat's point, really can't stop watching the highlights.
0: It's so it's funny. So this so guy, uh, one of our Twitter followers, uh, replied to us today and put a screenshot of his master's app and said, I refuse to delete this app from my phone. And I can't think of a better way to describe how I feel. Okay. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. You know, we're going to talk about the impact of it. This versus other sports moments, tiger versus other sports icons, a lot of hypotheticals, what it, what it meant to us. Um, I should caveat at the end of this episode, we're going to have a very good friend. Uh, my friend Brandon from home in St. Louis who happened to have his first child, or his wife did, uh, literally hours like while this was going on. He watched every shot of tigers for the first three days, and then his wife woke him up at 5 a.m. and said, we got to go to the hospital, and he was torn. So we've got that story at the He's very like, end. Make sure you stay. Three hours. Make sure you stay. It was fantastic for it. But- <laughs> yeah, ba- babe, can you crush your legs? <laughs> Can you delay it like a He's few a good- more hours? Can you just hold
2: it? just like, start. <laughs> they're starting them early this morning with the
1: weather. Yeah, ride. they, uh, <laughs> babe. I mean, they're kicking them off early. Are you good? Can you sh- just hold it?
0: Actually, Strat, I would it's- love to hear. You've got two little ones. What if Jess went into labor with Soren for your first child? When, right, even before Tiger was about to tee off on Sunday.
1: Well. Uh, I'm a planner,
2: that would be very
1: challenging. Yeah, I'm a planner. So I, I would have anticipated such an event occurring. So I would have had multiple screens, multiple hotspots. Um, and you know, that there's, there's docs roaming the halls that want to watch the same thing. So I'd feel confident I'd have it on a screen for the big moment.
0: That would actually be a really smart idea because then you would keep getting the doctors attending to you versus other patients. Yeah, maybe come. Hey,
1: guys, everything good? Great, great. Uh, listen, what's going on? Where is he at? Is it, what's <laughs> <Yeah. it? laughs> Hey, how's that epidural? Cool. Anyways, uh, so what's it?
0: Number ten? Oh my god. Okay, yeah, the putt on nine that Did
2: was incredible. Was that eight <laughs> iron?
0: Speaking of doctors <laughs> chewing gum and Tiger chewing gum, just a quick FYI to all our loyal listeners out there, um, the Quench. And this is credit goes to Strat for finding this. The Quench Gum 200 pack. Is currently $15 on Amazon Prime right now. So you might want to invest because... Yeah, gonna,
1: yeah it's, a, it's a good value.
0: <laughs> Strat and I are planning a charity scramble tomorrow. You know, it's for the kids. And we're bringing the Quengs Gum 200 pack. We might go through it by the end of the day.
1: might get through it by nine.
2: Oh. And Ev Evan, tell the listeners you are busting out cross-handed for the first time tomorrow. Left yeah, hand low.
0: First time, left hand low. Heard a voice from the heavens that said, put my hand lower. On the shaft, they go. Excuse me, and he goes lower, and I go what? And he goes lower, and little, then
2: what? that's a little.
0: Yeah, it might have been too that's much. It's a
2: little concerning how you're explaining.
0: explaining yeah, it also. might. It might have been too much, but uh, long story short, I was doing that circle drill that Mac told me to do. I made eight twelve footers in a row. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I'm going. Lo- I'm going left hand low, cross handed. Uh-huh. But enough about us. Enough about me. I don't know where to start. I think the best place to start is just. What it meant to you, and like the level of excitement, and why we got so excited. I mean, let's just start there. Go ahead, (laughs) sir.
2: He had the whole world behind him,
0: right? Mm -hmm. It was pretty surreal.
2: I think there's a lot of reasons why it was surreal. I mean, everything he's been through, but he beat he beat all the best players in the world. I I, I don't. It's really hard to describe somebody at this age who's been through this much to do this. But if there's one person who's going to do it, it's him. It felt like watching Tiger growing up again.
0: You know. Mm. So do you think that was part of it because it almost brought us back to our childhood where our hero was always there throughout our childhood doing things like, think about it. Every time he had a putt from like 20 feet to, to win, he made it every time. And every time you're thinking he can't do this again, can he? And then you almost expect it. Um, it's like the Uber ETA, you know, eight years ago, you were amazed that the the car came to you in eight minutes. Today, you get upset if it's over five. Yeah, I was thinking
1: it's just like the Uber ETA when I was watching Tiger too. I <laughs> yeah. thought the same thing. I was like, you know what, this feels like Serm. I think I texted Serm. I said, Serm feels a lot like the Uber ETA. He was like, I was thinking the same thing.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, am I wrong? You are. You actually are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're not um, right. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, too. I mean, But we watched him from '97 to 2008. He was always leading in majors. It was the greatest thing I've ever watched. Ever watched?
0: The greatest thing you've ever watched.
2: I think it all came full circle. It all came full circle. He's a, he's the greatest player of all time.
0: Sir, let me ask you this: How did your feeling on Sunday compare to when the Cubs won the World Series?
2: I guess they were both a long time coming, right? <laughs> you know, but, but, but I felt it. You know, but I felt it with Tiger before. So, but in terms of like just out of control. Jubilation! It was was similar. It was absolutely similar. you didn't think it would ever happen. I mean, I've gone on this this show millions of times, and and I'll take the heat for it. Saying Tiger's never going to major again. He'll be lucky to win again. So, I think a lot of people felt that way. But Strat, I give you credit. You, you were the strongest, and I've you're pretty strong too. But Strat, you really stuck behind this guy.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I think I told anybody that would listen that on uh, Sunday. <laughs>
0: it's true. I was there. You <laughs> know
1: what? You know what it was. And sir, I think you brought up a lot of interesting points. But I think it was that it's different and unique because, like you said, I, I don't know if it was because he returned to it and we remember it that way. But I think it was because you know it's it stirs up when he was winning the way he did it. It created such a unbelievable. Set of emotions that I don't think anyone had ever really felt watching golf before because there was no one that had dominated like he did. And Jack's win in '86 was close because everybody wants to see a champion that still has it. But when Tiger was dominant in the 2000s, it was a very different, like, way that the game has been played. And so I think the reason that everyone was so sure, or at least proclaimed that he would never win a major again. It was it was almost like a, a self-preservation thing. Like no one wanted to make themselves vulnerable again because we all wanted him to get back there, but we felt in our hearts that it was that it probably wasn't going to happen. So it was like I don't want to do this. I don't want to get fucking excited. I just he's not he's never going to do it again. Like it's over. We had our we had our run with him. It was incredible while it lasted, but it's over now. And so for all those people that were naysayers, I remember I was listening to Scott Van Pelt on Pardon My Take, and he was giving them shit for saying that, you know, they were, they too said that he would never win a major again. And then SVP says, yeah, but aren't you guys happy that you're wrong? And I think every single person that probably said he'd never play again, he'd never win again, they're probably all fucking thrilled to admit that they were wrong because it was such an emotional, cathartic release to watch this guy who, as you said, sir, been through so much you know and yeah a lot of it was uh you know he brought on himself but the injuries really I think this is a, a conversation for later in the pod but the injuries clearly were what were holding him back more than anything else I would I would suggest so to watch him pull back from all that and to not just win a, a tournament to not just win a major but to win the master
0: I mean we might as well talk about it you brought it up I mean we've been having a crazy text thread all week. We've just been jacked up about it all week on Cloud9. And one guy at work tried to argue that it's not the greatest moment or comeback because most of it was self inflicted. Do you guys think there's validity to that or no?
2: I don't know what, I don't get, understand the point. Comeback's a comeback, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point, sir. And I'm not, and I'm not buying the, you know, like, like I said, I think that the, What's been fascinating about this comeback is probably for the first time ever, we've had a very uh uh, truthful look into what exactly was going on with Tiger when he was struggling. Everybody assumed that it was because Dad passing away and the fucking Call of Duty obsession and wanting to be a soldier and and all of the things that everyone thought it was. And all the times he came back and said, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling good." You gotta trust the process. When in reality, the guy couldn't fucking walk. The guy c- couldn't lay down. He couldn't sit. It wasn't, you know, getting a DUI, jacked on pain pills was obviously because the guy was in so much pain that he couldn't live a life let alone golf so the fact that he was able to get this surgery where he's now pain free and to see him return to because it wasn't just the fact that he won a tournament it wasn't like he won the pga right like this is the masters on a tough fucking sunday with the best field Everyone was fucking going off. Guys were shooting low. Guys were going were getting birdies all day long. But and there was that look in his eyes where it was like, This is fucking tiger. Like when he stuck that eight iron on 16, he wasn't smiling, he wasn't given that sheepish look that he's been given in the past where he's like, Hey man, can you believe it? Geez, I guess I still got it. It was like, <laughs> it's fucking tiger vision, bitch. Like, Francesco, go ahead and watch that ball because shit's fucking going down. And by the way, Brooks you should just hit now cuz that crowd's not going to fucking settle down, right?
0: I said that on oh, I remember Thursday and Friday to you Strad, <laughs> and you remember that? I was like there's something about the way he's walking, his look, the way he's cuz remember like when you'd watch him even through last year when he was in contention and he would kind of fade at the end. Remember how frustrated he would get and he'd show his emotion? All week he didn't show any emotion. He was like a zen master. I mean, Mr. Buddha, you know, just slowly <laughs> chomping on that gum. He, he had that quiet confidence to him. And I hadn't seen that since his prime. So I don't know what he did, uh, but mentally, I don't think he'd ever been stronger. Well,
2: I want to, we were, we, were, we were talking about how a lot of us, including myself, said he would never win a major again. I think it's because we just, Tiger was, he wasn't ruining his legacy. But those couple years were really, really bad, right? I mean, I watched the Chipping Yips compilation video today, and like, I mean, mean, like, you—that's
0: the best thing you've ever said on this pod. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: but I mean, like, you know, with that and like him falling to the ground and withdrawing with tournaments, like, it was almost like Tiger. And then, like, two years ago, he sat at the Masters dinner and told Nick Feldo, "I don't know if I ever can play golf again." It was because it was getting hard to watch him play. Like, is he going to get hurt on that sw- that vicious swing? It was almost like Tiger. If you got to retire, it's okay. You're still you're if not the greatest, you're the second greatest. We just don't want to see you end like that.
1: I think yeah, I think you're right, sir. I mean, I think we're saying the same thing. I think it's you know, I think the injuries clearly were so much worse than we ever thought that they were. There was this, you know, like you said, I think as he got. Who knows if we ever would have really known what was going on if he didn't come back. So if he hadn't ever won and he wasn't able to, to come back and play competitively, we probably would have never known. He might have just said, you know, I, I've taken the time away and I've realized that there's more important things in life to me. But because he's been able to get healthy and compete again, that fire doesn't just go away, you know. It might get replaced with yes. something else, but the fact that his body can now... Keep up with his mind is just—it's the best, and it's that's what we fucking want. We want the guy yeah. who is a fucking uh, a psycho, or you know, you get to that. Like we said, the look he had was a yeah, look of so a guy yeah, who's not going to lose. Yeah.
2: Well, well, let's talk about that look that I've brought So last year, at the British, he he was leading with eight holes left, and I think the pressure got to him. He just hadn't been in that position in a long time. I think he kind of talked about that, and then he got to the PGA. P- P- He wasn't in contention. He was kind of in contention. They made this incredible run, and he got a real taste of trying to come back and win. Then he goes and wins the tour championship. But here's the thing where I disagree with you, Strat. I don't think he is the psycho anymore. I I think he's this new guy that he's realized that's happier, that's more humble. For him to win at this point in his career, with everything he's been through at this age, this new kind of approach helps him. That's a big part of his success now. I don't know. That's well, what I think. well,
0: you see him now. He acknowledges the crowd. He smiles and he's given high fives, which he was, you know, Scott Van Pelt right. said that he's always had his head down. Right. And actually, this is the perfect time for me to read. I don't know if you guys read the article that Stevie Williams wrote on um, playersvoice.com, but I thought this was super interesting. This is about Tiger's human side as Stevie was watching. Uh, the Masters back in uh, New Zealand. So he goes, quote, um, there's, there's now a very obvious change in his attitude, and I think that's got a lot to do with the passing of Arnold Palmer in 2016. Tiger was a huge fan of, Ar- of Arnie. He loved playing Arnold's tournament at Bay Hill, and there was always added motivation for him to win there, knowing that if you walked up the final green, Arnold would be there standing waiting to congratulate you. It was very special to Tiger. The last thing he said is Arnold had so much charisma and time for the fans. Deep down, I think Tiger wanted to carry on Arnold's legacy. And that made, in his mind, Tiger want to change. And so that's really interesting because part of it, I always figured, and this is probably a big part of it too, of just like perspective, right? Not thinking he'd be there again, being on the lows of lows. He probably appreciates it a lot more. And with old age, you know, you start to soften a little bit and understand what's important. But it's interesting to think, too, the impact that Arnie had and Tiger wanting to have like a legacy similar to that.
2: It's kind of the crafty old veteran strat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was I mean, that was the other thing that was impressive about it is
1: it wasn't a fluke win. Like it was he won because he was the best player that day. He was the best player of the week. You know, I think that we. I saw a stat that it was like he, he missed seven greens on the first day. And then he missed seven greens for the rest of the entire week. And right. watching him yeah. dice, you know, dissect the he course.
2: Led the, he led the field in greens and red. Yeah.
1: Watching him dissect the course on Sunday, you know, even with the back-to-back bogeys. And that point, I remember going into the kitchen. I had a little, uh, a little <laughs> party, a little uh, viewing party. I remember going into the kitchen. I was a little <laughs> bit buzzed because I'd had a couple of mimosas. And as you'll know, it was nice. 9 in the morning. And I remember sitting there with my hands on the sink thinking to myself, I can't fucking watch Molinari not make a mistake and Tiger make a couple and him lose another major. Like, I can't do that again. I like Molinari, but I'll fucking kill him, you know? (laughs) And then to see him not just come back, but then to hit the shots when they mattered. And I feel like the moment that I realized it was going down, it wasn't 16, because 16 was incredible. But I remember him walking to 17 and thinking to myself, if he hits this drive down the middle. I was thinking the last year, I forget what the tournament. I think it was, uh, maybe it was Bay Hill. I don't remember, but remember he was in contention and then he just, PGA too. yeah, he just sprayed a drive and took himself out of contention. Maybe what's
2: was, the one for you, for one for you?
1: Drive on 17 is where I thought it was the biggest one because it was a drive that needed to be good. It's easy to bogey those last two holes. It was after being completely jacked up on near really hauling out with a kick in bird on 16 it was getting close to knowing that he is knocking on the door of being able to do this again and he was able to keep the emotions in check and he was able to trust the process and just stripe one down the center i think evan and i i don't know what we did but i thought i might have punched him in the face do you remember do you even remember you evan you might have
0: yeah, my nose exactly. has felt a little bit bigger recently, so you might have yeah. smoked me in the face. Uh, so speaking of you going to the kitchen, Strat, do you want to tell uh, the loyal listeners and CIRM, uh I forget what hole it was, but you went in the kitchen another time, and do you want to tell them the sequence of events that happened when I saw Tiger rip one down the middle?
1: <laughs> well, it was our own, uh, basically, Tiger Roar gallery, <laughs> because I'd gone to the kitchen, I I heard faldo or whomever say that tiger was up on the tee and i was trying to rush to get back in to watch the tee shot and i just hear the smack of the club and the ball and then i hear evan start screaming in jubilation and it was like exactly what i wanted to hear and i come sprinting around the corner and it was like that was the tiger effect how many times have you come running from your kitchen to watch a drive that someone hit in a golf tournament on like 11.
0: This, okay, let me reenact it for you, sir. Are you ready? I'm gonna move my, I'm gonna move away from the mic so I don't burst your eardrum. But this was basically it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and Strat runs in. He goes, "That's what I want to hear." <laughs>
2: and everyone's like, "What?" Oh
0: no! Everyone was loving it. But to your question, sir, I think my favorite moment. Yeah.
2: What, what was your chat?
0: I think it was twelve. Because it that was the Strat and I were talking about it today. Like the the moment that is just so smart and shows his experience and just so much discipline. You know, you've you've probably heard it a million times all week, but like that's where Jack hit it every time, like in between the bunkers. You can't get in trouble. It's an easier up and down from both bunkers if you go long or short. He just put it right in the middle and that image, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet. I retweeted it, but the yeah, picture of Tiger just chilling on the green, looking back at the two guys chilling in the fairway, having to pick it back over is one of the greatest images I've ever seen.
2: I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you guys, but I, I, the most impressive moment for me is I thought about this, you know, nine, you know, last four days is nine is yeah. the two, butt at nine. The putt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, cause he goes in his presser. He says, oh, I've been up there before. I knew that, but like, I don't. I don't care if you've done that but 20 times that isn't in, in, that is an impossible putt. you put it to you put it to what 12 inches i mean <laughs> and he's not even yeah. left like, hand low I think that's the most
1: and he's not even left hand low all of these are iterative of the point that he played the course with a type of intelligence and understanding that right. very few had
0: what i've described it as someone asked me yesterday um why like why does it mean so much to everybody. Like, why is it so incredible? And um, I think I, I related it to, like, when your team wins a championship. You know how, like, that camaraderie of all of the people that love that team. Like, the city is, like, on fire. The energy is crazy. Everybody's losing their minds. The, the the team's success takes priority over everything in your life. I mean, B- Tiger basically did that all on his own. and. Probably a part of it is the fact that I think the Ringer wrote this really um great piece and they said quote Woods rose to fame as a robotic ideal and like most automations he's been interesting mostly twice when he was coldly poised to take over the world and when he began to completely malfunction So it's like a classic story like movie right you either want to see domination and you want to see like, if the hero falls, a.k.a. Avengers Infinity War, I mean, who's excited to watch Endgame to see if those heroes can come back? Right? Is that not Tiger?
2: Again, interesting comparison. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to start getting me talking about how I actually um, like Thanos. A different time. I think you're right. I think that also it's um, it, for the people that never gave up hope, which I don't know if you guys know, but I never did. Um, for the people that didn't give up hope. And like I said before, even for the people that did, you felt like you were a part of this because if you cared enough about golf or if you cared enough about Tiger Woods or sports, every time he came back, you were hoping that he would come back good. Even at the, I mean, especially at the beginning, I think with each unsuccessful comeback or each unsuccessful surgery, you started to be like, all right, fuck this, man. This is like classic, you know, abused spouse right like you keep coming back expecting something different but it's the same thing over and over and for it to finally actually work made made at least made me feel like we were all in it together like we had you know we'd stuck with this dude we had you know listened to what he was saying every time thinking that it would end differently and then for it to finally go down the way it did where he won his first major um you know with his kids waiting for him to embrace him. It was, uh, I mean, like I
0: said before, you can't write that shit. And this strat, what you sent me earlier in the week, I think this almost defines what Tiger is more than anything. You sent me earlier in the week that he told Mike Tirico at ESPN, um, or I guess NBC, that while he was putting on 11, he was watching the guys tee off on 12 in front of him. And he told Tariko that he knows what club they're hitting from the trajectory and the swing and watching where the ball goes. So he knew exactly what club to hit at 12 based on watching from 11.
2: Well, he, he said about Brooks, Brooksie, I know <laughs> Brooksie's stronger than me.
0: And I know hits a flatter ball flight than me. And
2: he put it in the water. That's another crazy thing about Tiger. We kind of talked about this. His mind is everywhere on the golf course. He's looking at the leaderboard, what other guys are doing, what clubs they're hitting. And somehow he still is able to focus on himself better than anybody. Because when we're out on the golf course, you're supposed to kind of just focus on yourself. Don't worry what everybody else is doing. He's unbelievable.
0: I honestly think I would rank yesterday, or Sunday, last Sunday, to be maybe my top sports moment I've ever seen. And I've witnessed two World Series from St. Louis, which that's all we have is baseball. But the fact (laughs) that, like, you never... To Strats point, you never thought it would happen again. It, it's just... Right. I, I can't even believe it now when we're talking.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, te- team sports, they're not running out of time. You right. know, Tiger's running out of time.
0: I mean, it makes you feel like a little kid, you know? We were basically little kids having the time of our lives last Sunday. Speaking of whoa, whoa, whoa. making you feel like a little kid again, should we, in the middle of our discussion, cut real quick to uh, a little kid named Soren? and see what it means to him? Okay, let's cut to that.
3: Um, Doing a great job.
0: He did a
1: great job? Did you like watching him win? What was your favorite part?
3: Um, doing the big shots.
1: Doing the big shots? Yeah. And what what kind of outfit does he wear? Red. Red? Do we like to see tiger in red? Yeah. Yeah. Say go tiger. Go tiger. Go big cat?
3: Go big cat.
0: Wow. <laughs> you want to talk about articulate?
1: <laughs> I mean, if, do, you, do you want to talk about the Tiger Effect in addition in addition to all that, the kid wouldn't he was making me cut out Nike swooshes to put on his red t-shirts. And so I finally just broke down and I bought the kid a goddamn Nike polo. I mean,
2: I don't know why didn't he have a mock.
0: Mm.
1: The mocks are sold out, bro. I don't know if you know, but the mocks are sold out. You Six can't
0: find back order.
2: I called him. I called my mom and I was like, do you have any of our old golf clothes in the basement, the old Max from 2005?
1: I mean, you throw that on eBay and you all know. of a sudden you're, you might find yourself you know, with enough cash to buy a new set of sticks.
0: It's not just Soren, though. Strat, your youngest, Axel, the one-year-old, he was mm-hmm. carrying around a putter and a driver all day.
1: He was. He So now when we go into the garage, I think, I feel like... They saw the intensity of the moment and something clicked where they're like, huh, this is interesting because now every time we go into the garage, the kid um, beelines for the golf clubs, picks them up and he won't put them down until I take them in the house. And another little chunk, another little uh, gem for, for the loyal listeners Soren, every time he wants to hit a ball in the in the uh, garage simulator room, he's asking for a Nike. He won't hit another <laughs> ball. He says, where are the Nikes? <laughs> and they don't make those I mean, anymore. <laughs>
0: does he know he plays Brickstone or are, you just wanna, are we just going to let that go?
1: I mean, let's keep him on brand. You okay. know, I don't want to crush dreams. He's only four.
2: Okay. But you you did tell him you're not rooting for Molinari today. Don't even think about it. Yeah, he. I don't even think he could pronounce it. So we're good.
0: Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing that we should say about Molinari, um, he said, "quote I made a few fans with those two double bogeys." I mean, you got to respect I mean, well, that. A, a he's a good answer. dude.
1: He's he's one of those guys he's where awesome. yeah, in any other situation, you're rooting for him because he's a, he's he's a cool customer. He's a fucking ice cold player. He's solid. He's got a great story as well. But in that moment, you're I mean, what was he gonna do? Was he going to disrupt potentially the greatest comeback story in sports? I mean, he would have been a pariah. He might, he would have been chased down like Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore with the green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit?
0: Let me ask you guys a quick hypothetical. This is a really interesting one. If he gets to 18 and he's leading on Sunday to get number 19,
2: it will be out of control.
0: (laughs) I mean, how does, how do you think that would compare to 15?
1: I don't think it compares. this is a type of emotion that isn't duplicated. I think 19, if he did it, would be absolutely unbelievable. But it would just be, it would be very, um, uh, like pleasing, right? Like we'd just be like, "Fuck yeah, he deserved this. He should have. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. he should have. No, absolutely, absolutely. No, let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can Stop I finish? Yelling,
0: <laughs> yeah. Stop yelling, sir. The thing at was
1: I, when I when Tyre was in his I, domination I, stage, we didn't. Uh, Think he was going to beat Jack's record. It was just a matter of how quickly was he going to beat it. Mm. And when he went down and the saga happened, everyone, it was almost like, um, you know, to borrow, uh, I feel like I heard friend of the pod Brandle once say, is the biggest uh, letdown in golf. I mean, it's the biggest, one of the biggest tragedies to have a guy who had that much talent come up short on on a record like that you know isn't he i think he's the odds-on favorite to win the masters in 2020 now like he it's like everyone's back now everyone's back on team tiger and it's like all right let's fucking do this
2: it's a reality now yeah we didn't even think so take this joy and then the most most sought after record in sports you know is it maybe i don't you could have said the home run record was, but that's all tainted. Mm. I mean, this is the most talked about record. And if he did it with, considering what he's been through and, and what he did this past week, it would, oh my God, it would, I just think it would, it would be this, what we experienced and more. Oh, Sermon's ready. Oh. Sermon's.
0: You know, what's the a crazy, guys. crazy way to think about it. For Tiger to break the, the record, he needs to have Rory's career from here on out think about that for
2: a second. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, he, he's one win away from tying Sam need for most wins of all
1: time. Yeah, that, no one's really talking about that, and that's unreal.
0: <laughs> I love. That's a classic serve move. Throw in that Zamp's need record and then that giggle right after it. Just classic yeah. move. <laughs> but no, think about that for a second. Think Tiger about it. have Rory's career. That is wild. I don't know if... I, I totally understand what you're saying, Strat, and I, part of me definitely agrees with you because there's nothing like the rise back to the top. It's the, the machine malfunctions, can it get back? And there's, there's something so special about that because we've had, what, a five-year buildup? Really 11, but in the last five years of all the shit that's happened, it's been a crazy buildup. You hold your breath every time he swings, like Serm said. And I swear to God, if I ever see Tiger lay up and swing as hard as he did. I think it was on Friday. I'll lose my shit because I was so concerned about his back. Couldn't believe how mm-hmm. hard he swung. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what I would be more excited about. To see to see the record and like be thinking about 15, like think about So, okay. Last Sunday we were thinking about our childhood and how we were thinking about how far he had come and that he finally did it. And to do it at the Masters, like all the stuff you said, Strat, was unbelievable. Think about 19. We're going to be thinking about last Sunday and how far he's come from 15. I mean, is he just going to do it this year? Let's be honest. He's going to run the table?
2: So, so let's break this down a little bit. Oh, oh. Let's oh we're going to break weird. it down. Let's- Well, that's exactly what we're going to do. (laughs) Let's say Tiger has seven more good years left in him. Okay? Let's just say it, right? You know, Phil's playing great golf, 48, 49 years old. Tiger's 43. I mean, Tiger will be playing in Masters probably into his 50s, but if he's got seven more good years in him, right, that's 28 majors or 27 majors. And I was telling my brother this today. I think the Masters and the Open Championship are the two majors where he's going he's to have the best chances mm-hmm. because they really, they really push for creativity. I think the US Open and the PGA are going to be the hardest because they're more bombers, they're more demanding. But I think, can he get four more? And
1: I mean, sir, I'm a numbers guy, and I got to say, is, I is, like the it numbers. Is
2: absolutely, it is absolutely in the cards.
0: That's a 14% I mean, guys, win percentage.
2: Guys, we were on this pod last year before the Masters, you know, early in the like, just hoping he can play a season. Now we're talking about, is he going to break the record? <laughs>
1: I, always, I always knew we would be.
0: Oh, my God. And he's even talking about hitting trap squeezers. Shove it, shove it in my face. <laughs> can we talk about trap squeezers for a second? Little bleeders, trap squeezers. I just want you to know tomorrow in our charity tournament, I'll be saying trap squeezers. Almost every hole. Well, yeah, of course. Here's another great hypoth- hypothetical. I believe Strat came up with this one. What happens next? Tiger wins another major, or Tiger gets back to world number one? Boom. Uh, yes. I did say this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: he's number six, he's, so, he's number six right now in the world? Yeah. Is he really?
0: He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, Holy shit. Six,
2: he's, not, yeah. he's He's not going to play... As much as the other guy. I don't know if he ever gets back to number one.
0: What? He's going to win another major. Oh. You don't think he'll ever get back to world number one?
2: I mean, never say never, right? I mean, I've been wrong once, wrong twice, right?
0: Okay, I think we can all agree. We think that he's more likely to win a major next. Yes. Just because he's going to be more focused. He, like, doesn't care if he wins. He's going to put all his energy into the major, so.
2: But the U.S. Open at Pebble? Oh. That's a, that's a that's one for a U.S. Open because it's not a traditional U.S. Open course that he's dominated at.
0: Yeah, you
1: bet your balls he you could absolutely do it.
0: Okay, so do we agree then? It's it's just him and Jordan. Like, is there any other athlete that makes people feel this way when they perform? Because LeBron doesn't. No, fuck no. Okay, <laughs> as uh... <laughs> I, talked
2: about, I talked about LeBron with one of my coworkers today, LeBron's a decent guy, good guy, but he's a prima donna and. People get so mad at him.
1: Yeah. you, know? do you Okay, and this Tiger, is why. This is why. Tiger are you Jordan
2: ready? are much more like, you know, they've had more like personal, you know, issues that are not so great, you know, compared to LeBron. But nobody likes the guy. I mean, people do, but it's it's fascinating. Go ahead.
1: The difference between, uh, and, I mean, the Jordan-LeBron argument is not one I want to participate in, but I'm a an avowed Lakers fan. I always will think Kobe is the closest closest thing that we'll have to to jordan but the thing with kobe jordan tiger and here's another one i'm gonna throw into the mix lance armstrong these were all dudes who these were all dudes who were willing to win at all costs and but more so than that they wanted to win at all costs they were truly champions who
0: clearly
2: for Lance.
1: okay Sir, I mean, sir, can I talk? Wow. You want to talk about the fans not liking a certain person? I mean, jeez, let the guy get a word out. But these are guys that wanted to win because they were obsessed with winning. And at least for myself, watching that as a fan, as a sports fan, you can't help but respect that. You can't help but respect someone who is willing to nearly throw up on the basketball court because they have the flu to go crazy in a playoff game like jordan did you can't help that someone like kobe tears his acl but still shoots the two free throws and then hobbles off to go get surgery you can't help that lance armstrong comes back from cancer while everyone else was doping okay and he wins seven tour de frances in a row you can't help the fact that tiger was so fucking singularly focused on winning that he dominated golf like unlike anyone that we've ever seen
0: with a broken leg Speaking of those examples,
1: Rocco Mediate. You want to? Yeah, heard of him? Yeah, heard of him. Mm
2: -hmm. Michael Phelps. Yeah. Into this conversation, I think
0: Phelps should be up there too, because Phelps. (laughs) It's tough (laughs) because it's Olympics, (laughs) but in Phelps, think about this. This is the biggest similarity between the two. When the regular sports fan, what do they ask you when Tiger's playing? They would never watch a golf event. They ask you, "What's Tiger at?" Right? Someone that doesn't care about the Olympics. Or swimming we'll ask you has Phelps swam yet right so that's a good one so those two are very similar
1: yeah and uh, but I I'll say is that Phelps doesn't elicit the same type of emotional response in me that those other people do that is not to detract at all from how absolutely insane what he did was and I don't I think that that record will never be beaten ever Mm But he
2: just doesn't quite stir up the same yeah, emotion. Well, everybody was rooting for Lance, but it's you can't watch. People don't watch cycling. I mean, you. They did when he was racing. Cycle. Yeah, but now you don't sit around your TV the whole time watching. They did when
1: like, he was racing.
2: No, they did. Yes, they did.
1: <laughs> you only just reason you, you know about the Tour de France is because of Lance Armstrong, guaranteed. Is that, you know Greg LeMond? Are you a big Greg LeMond fan <laughs> over there? Exactly.
2: Can you just sir, you're to gonna
1: lose this second. argument. You're gonna lose this argument, baby. Okay the only reason I, 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 that people lance know about cycling
2: lance is that's I don't this is not a cycling conversation lance is great we love we loved him but it's not at the tiger
0: and jordan level it's just not mm. yeah so let me interject real quick my favorite part about lance was tuesday afternoon our text thread was blowing up serm text back I go into a real estate meeting for 20 minutes and I come out to 25 <laughs> Lance Armstrong tests. I don't know what day it is, where am I at, but this is a lot of Lance Armstrong for me. <laughs> I lost
2: it. it. was Lance was great, but it, it, to me, it's kind of like what I've said about Phelps. It's like, what's Lance doing? What's Phelps doing? You're not watching it. Like you're a Tiger and, and Jordan. And Kobe, absolutely great. He was the best player for a few years,
1: you know. God, sir, you're just, you're really embarrassing yourself right now. And I feel bad for you, but we can
2: move on.
0: Well, Tiger real quick. And
2: Jordan are, or, Tiger and Jordan are so separated from both of those those other three guys. It's not even close.
0: Let me ask one quick thing because it's actually interesting. You guys brought it <laughs> not up. Not even close. Jordan had his issues personally, Tiger has, sure. Lance did. But <laughs> LeBron, LeBron is creating schools. For kids, he hasn't he hasn't had any family issues, and yet, right,
2: That's what we just said.
0: LeBron has a lot of haters, and those are, the other guys we're talking about are beloved. So, well, I think it, I, I, look, I'm
2: going to be nice to Strat for a second. I think we, we love society loves killers. We rip on yeah. LeBron for not being a killer.
0: All oh, right, yeah. We don't
2: mind about the problems or the bad decisions these guys made. They're killer. We love it.
1: I, I would take it a step further. I think that we like winners. And oh. if, you ever, if you've ever if you seen LeBron quit in the playoffs, that's not what winners do. You, we want people that are fighting tooth and nail to try to get it done. And LeBron isn't that guy. He's a freak, an absolute athletic freak, one of the greatest basketball players that's ever lived. But he doesn't have that fucking seventh gear that he wants to get into to try to make it happen. And the guys that consistently are able to access that are the guys that are... The types of champions that dominate their sport.
2: And there's no doubt that Kobe, Lance, and Phelps did all that, but they just don't bring it, they don't create the joy in your heart that Jordan and Tiger do. I think that's what I'm saying.
0: Should we talk sports comeback for a second? Like what comes to mind for me is the Red Sox versus the Yankees, unfortunately, because the Cardinals fell to their wayside. Um, but in '04 to win from down 3-0 with the drought that the Red Sox had to beat the rival of the Yankees and then to sweep us in the World Series to win their first and how in, are we gonna
2: compare a team versus well that's divisions?
0: that's the that's the tough thing. So like how do we how do we compare it? I I personally don't think it even needs comparison because nobody nobody has ever been do. as high as Tiger was and as low as Tiger because of the not only the surgeries the personal stuff and the like performance to go from the best ever to a guy that can't chip. I mean, that's crazy. So we agree. Greatest comeback in sports history.
2: Lance had a great comeback and that just ended really poorly. You know,
0: <laughs> what do you guys think about the guys that waited around to congratulate Tiger?
2: Have you seen the, have you seen the Netflix documentary? That's just tough to watch.
0: They're Ricky. All inspired by him. They all grew, Bernard Langer. They all grew up with them. Bubba. Brooksy, well, the- Pultsey, Zach Johnson, Shoffley, Trevor Elmleman. Elmleman. Well,
2: supposedly JT and Ricky were, were around as well. How about Trev? How about Trev making the cut? Thanks. Ever, <laughs> uh, you watching the Tour de France when it was on? Were you, were you just behind <laughs> were you just God. watching the whole thing?
0: No, I was Or wasn't. did you
2: just kind of uh, highlight the about it?
0: No, okay. I wasn't, but I, okay, I did so ask people sure. if he was winning. Because apparently everybody was. I'll ask you guys if you have one final thing that you want to leave people with. I think one of my favorite stories of the week was actually a story I heard from a coworker, where where he pulls me aside. He knows I'm buzzing. He can feel that I'm on cloud nine. I think this was Monday afternoon. And he told me about how one of his friends, really good friends, friend of a friend, had a bachelor party in Vegas, big group. And apparently, the bachelor party went a little crazy. I don't know if this was Tiger's doing, the energy from Tiger's comeback, or if this was their own In Vegas? F- fall. But uh, apparently, In Vegas. the friend gets back from Vegas, and apparently they had too much fun. Texts his friend, my coworker, and says weddings off. The coworker can't believe it. The three dots start popping. On the iPhone the next text he says after weddings off is quote tiger though
2: <laughs> oh my god
0: I mean if that's not the tiger effect the guy just ended his, the, his future that, marriage the, I mean tiger Lance though Kobe
2: don't have that effect on people tiger is, though let's just end it there <laughs> it's incredible Strat, come on come full, come full circle on this strat
1: I I guess I just I felt like I could talk sports with you and now I know that I can't so I'm just I'm dealing with that but what I'll leave the fans with is uh 19, 19 I think is gonna happen and I can't wait for it I can't wait for it to happen wow but you're gonna saying
2: happen. that's not going to be as good but that's not going to be as great of a moment as we just saw or it's going to be different for you
1: it won't be as good
0: like I said earlier if you're paying attention Okay, so Strat's going to leave us with 19's going to happen. I'm going to say that Tiger will win another major this year. a win two. Serm?
2: Wow. What I love about Tiger, guys, is that he misses it in the right spots.
1: Oh. That's the Trevor Emmelman of the Tiger takes that we've heard so far.
0: I mean, there's nothing better than watching Tiger succeed. So I can't wait for the rest of the year. Um, the last thing we'll, le- we'll leave you guys with is we're going to cut to the interview with our friend Brandon like we mentioned at the beginning and he's going to tell you what it's like to have your first child while Tiger is winning his 15th major and completing the comeback. So we're going to leave you with that. But guys, um, I thought I was going to need to get the tissue box out, but I think it might have been the Lance Armstrong um, argument that kind of brought me back in. So didn't get emotional, but I mean what a time to be alive. Happy 50th episode and um, let's see if Tiger can do it in four weeks when the PGA becomes relevant once again. 19. If, he
2: does it, if he wins that it's gonna, I mean I don't even know what to say. <laughs> this is going to go off.
0: Tiger slam. <laughs> <laughs> Alright see you boys. See ya. Okay and thanks to all of you guys who stayed with us to the end of the episode. This might be the most emotional special part of the entire discussion we had about Tiger. Let me give you some context. We've got a very good friend, our friend Brandon, on the line with Surmac and I. Brandon, just to give you a little backstory, very good friend of the family, he was best friends with my brother growing up, back in St. Louis, lives in Chicago now, buddies and also scramble <laughs> champions with Cermak, so there's some serious ties here. Um, yeah. Brandon's a golf nut, <laughs> like all of you, and... Um, I I asked him, I think we were talking about the Masters maybe, or I maybe sent you something about the Masters, and the guy sends me a text that says look who came on Masters Sunday. Is it Eliana?
3: Eliana, yeah.
0: Eliana Janelle Pevnik. The girl's barely a week old, and she's already being talked about on a podcast. He had his first daughter, first child, in the middle, well, he can tell you the story, but the same day in the middle of Tiger winning the Masters. And if the point of today's episode is to talk about the impact of Tiger Woods winning his fifth green jacket, the emotion of it, nobody knows this more than a guy who had his first child at the same time. So, Brandon, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks. I, mean, I spent a lot of time on the, on the receiving end listening to these shows. So, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: So, I think you should just start This is very from special. Very special. First of all, congratulations.
3: Congratulations. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, I, I yeah, congrats. I'm a Tiger fan. I thank you. I, you know, a huge Tiger fan, okay. So you know, when when Tiger's playing golf, I'm 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 into golf. I mean I love playing and watching but Tigers there's just something, something special about them. And I can honestly say that I watch every single shot. The Tiger hit the first three rounds of the Masters. And I've never had so much fun in my life watching golf. I, I was just so jazzed up. and hey, I, I, was amen. I mean, it's just, just, just amazing, right? When a guy comes on, everybody wants to watch. And I get woken up. I'm, I'm so excited for Masters Sunday, you know, tea time, getting up. I get woken up by my wife at 5 a.m. And she says, Jesus. Brandon, we got to go to the hospital. And by the way, my wife is pregnant, so you know it's this, you know, and she's she's about to be, you know, she's about to be full term, so you know, forty weeks, she was, she was right there, and we kind of had a false alarm three days prior to this, and I'm like, ah, this is going to be another false alarm, you're going to make me miss the Masters Sunday, are you kidding me? But, you know, is this real? Is this the real deal? And you know, so I do, you know, my my husband duties, and, and we go to the hospital. And we, we, we check in at about 8.45 in the morning. And I think, if I remember correctly, Tiger's team are off road one. And, you know, I got to make sure the guy's getting off to a good start. So, I, you know, pull up my Masters app, and I'm tracking the shots and, you know, watching it go. And my wife's labor accelerates, and, and we, you know, it wasn't a false alarm. We you know we immediately get her into the delivery room. Oh boy! And you know I said, you know, we we got the epidural in you. Know, there's no threat here. You know she's she's doing all right." You think we could turn on the TV in the room? I gotta watch yeah. Tiger. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I, I mean, it, it it seemed like a reasonable request at the time. I'm not sure who would agree, but you know, I I, I gotta watch my guy. And so, you know, I can say that I I, I was sending some vibes to our, our now baby Eliana that, you know, can you just wait till Tiger finishes to come? You know I wanna I wanna this. Sure. And and we we, we were fortunately we got the full round in and then Eliana came after. And so it was, you know, i I, I can say that it was like one of the most exhilarating, exciting victories. And then, obviously, even greater after the fact, and, and you know, just it all worked out. Right. It, was, uh, it was a very special day.
0: How long are we talking? Like within the hour. So until Tiger won versus when she came up.
2: Uh, yeah, did did, did Molinari already put in the put it in the water? Where Where were we at? <laughs>
3: Oh yeah! Well, we, oh, cool. I mean, I, I, I did a little chew and and I went. like, "What happened? What happened?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, no. it's just, just masters. It's nothing to do." You know, it, it was a little, uh, <laughs> a little dicey, but you know, we, we had to do what we had to do. We had to see Tiger win, and, and uh, we you know, So, you know, Eliana was born maybe five hours after Tiger won, so I got to see the full sort of you know ceremony and, and the whole deal.
2: So there's How a lot you, of good vibes going on in that hospital. Oh, uh, tons.
3: <laughs> so I said I said to my wife, I said, "Look, we are still figuring out the right middle name. What do you think about Tiger for a middle name?" Oh, and yeah. I, sure. that was that was yeah, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> that was that was What awesome. what what,
2: yeah, what about try. what about what about Eldrick? Did you try that?
3: Uh, I should have I should have <laughs> But, you know, we we are excited. She's in the 94th percentile in height. So, you know, I think maybe some, she may have, you know, maybe left-handed like her, her father, and, and, you know, maybe in good shape here.
0: Oh. You think she's going to be a lefty? Like I think you? She might be a lefty. Uh, yeah, like a little thrill,
3: little a little thrill action. You know, he was too bad of oh. to a golfer.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if you could have had a, like, obviously, it was the best day of your life because it's- you know, the birth of your child, but let's be honest, like that is bar none. I mean, now. it's double your pleasure. Like talk about <laughs> the, the addition Story. of Tiger winning on top of that.
3: I, I didn't think the day could get any better. Let's just put it that way. And, <laughs> and I, it did, I mean, it did, but it was, uh, it was a special moment when Tiger won. You know, I was, I was beaming ear to ear.
0: So what was, what was more exciting? Which one? Well, that's a good question.
3: I'd, I'd love to say that Tiger winning was more exciting, but you know, let's let's be honest here. You know, the golf is 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 amazing. Tiger's amazing, but there's you got to have priorities.
0: You know, yeah. I well, checked before you joined the podcast he, your he, wife he, your wife doesn't listen. So, you're in the trust tree. You're in the safe space.
2: I mean, this is the guy who said he watched every single shot. Tiger hit in the first three rounds. I mean, we know where his heart's at, but we'll let him go.
0: We'll let it it go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. Congrats to the family. And thank um, you. We just thought this was a story that had to be shared, so we appreciate you coming on. I uh, do
3: anytime and uh, everybody should hop on the par train everybody loves you on the park train.
2: train
0: uh, love that you're, you're the best grinding alright Brandon we'll talk to you soon
3: alright guys
2: Thanks. take care
0: alright bye okay, man.
2: bye